Doncic, down to three seconds, two seconds. Doncic for the win. Oh, yeah! Luka Doncic, the dagger! Good morning. Welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Wednesday morning, folks. We're here to catch up on all the NBA action on Tuesday night on the Athletic Podcast Network. And let me tell you, folks, it was a wild night in the NBA. I'm Mo DeKeel, joined by Kelly Eco. It's a Brody and the Uh Beard reunion. Uh Uh-oh. Kelly. Wow. I get the podcast with you again. This is produced by Andrew Schlecht. Don't miss exclusive, in-depth coverage of the sports season. Subscribe now and save. Go to theathletic.com slash daily thing. You can receive an all-access subscription for just $3.99 a month. And you can read all of Kelly's amazing work and coverage of the Houston Rockets. Coming up on today's show, the NBA announced their All-Star Reserves. Jokic and the Nuggets blazed the Blazers. I hope that sounded better than what it did in my head and but first we got to get to it Luca 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 Mavs 110 Celtics 107 in Dallas wild wild game down 11 Boston goes on a 12-0 run to take the lead with 37 seconds left on a big Jalen Brown bucket Dodges hits a monster three with 15 seconds left to put the Mavs up two The Celtics played great defense on that play. They had guys all over him. First it was Jalen Brown, and then Tice didn't matter to Luka. Jalen Brown comes down out of a timeout, hits a bucket to tie the game with seven seconds left. No worry for the Mavs. Luka just calmly dribbles up the court, takes the screen, dribbles to the left side of the court, pulls a deep three on Aaron Namesmith. That's ball game. Crazy game. 25 lead changes, six ties. Kelly, that was wild. I think the league is in such good hands when you talk about Luka. Um, and even today, when they announced the All-Star Reserves that we'll get to later, the big thing this week was Luka over Dame and you know how Dame deserved it. And he is deserving of an All-Star starting spot. But it feels like Luka has these games every five or six you know, games that just wows you, you know. And I think the Celtics should have seen it coming. You know, after he got the switch later on today on Tyson, I get it. I know why Tyson's in the game. You know, he allows them to play small and whatnot. But I just feel like Lucas smelled blood in the water and, you know, he gave a little razzle-dazzle, sidestep back and, and splash. I, I just don't know if you're a defense, how you kind of game plan for that late in the game because you know it's coming. But I'm not even I'm not even I'm not even mad about the Tyson three. I'm really not. It's the second one. And and when I say mad, I'm just kind of like, okay, well, I just don't understand the switch. You know, Jalen Brown has him when he's coming up the court. They set the screen. Uh, Aaron, is he's a rookie. Neesmith is a rookie. He switches on to Luka. And to me at that point, I'm just like, you have to let anybody else but in him. a Mavs jersey take the shot than him. I don't even care if it's open, but you just have to double him right there. I think the switch was the problem at that point. And, and I mean, listen, <laughs> Luca's just amazing sometimes. And, and it's crazy because I think this is going to be the last season you'll see teams kind of allowing that single coverage with him to go late in the games. We saw it in the bubble too. Like the, the game when he hit over the Clippers, like that shouldn't be happening, you know, on a routine basis. If you're and opposing defense, you have to get the ball out of his hands. Just look at what, you know, how James Harden, how Kevin Durant, how those guys are are, are guarded, you know, late in games. 
teams want to get the ball out of their hands because they know that those guys, as this, as the central forces of those offenses, can can create magic out of nowhere. So I think down the line you're going to see teams, you know, maybe trap, you know, hedge stuff like that, and just try and disrupt them because if you let Luca get flowing, it's already too late. Yeah, it was it was phenomenal. But let's talk about Boston for a second. Well, I want to talk about Been Boston. struggling. <laughs> Even before this game, that you know, they had won three out of their last ten coming into yeah. this. No Marcus Smart. Doesn't sound like he's coming back for the all star break. Right. I mean, Kelly, what's going on with the Celtics? First of all, anything wrong with the Celtics, you can directly blame Jared for that. So. Damn, man! It's just so it's all Jared Weiss's it's fault. All Jared. Okay, it's all Jared. A little bit of Jay. It's all. It's all. Oh, Jared. Well, uh, I'm I'm gonna go a lot of Jay. I'm gonna put a lot of this on Jay King. <laughs> but no, it's crazy because there was an article that Jay wrote about Robert Williams, you know, Time Lord, and it was a great article. It talks about just Robert's progression and and coming out of college. There were a lot of you know, comparisons to guys like Capella, maybe a little bit of Tristan Thompson in there. Um, and I like I like the kid a lot. He he showed a lot of you know fundamentals. But I think Boston has a problem, and I don't I don't think it's necessarily a bad problem because having Jalen Brown and Tatum is a lot of teams will give up a lot to have you know, those two talents. But when you put so much onus on having that explosive talent, you know, in your front court, and a Marcus Smart injury can take your team from you know, a top four team in the East to, you know, to where they are now, I think that's pretty dangerous. Um, the smart injury has proven to be extremely catastrophic for the Celtics team. They haven't had any sort of consistency. Um, it's kind of hard to get a real feel for them now because of how important smart is to their team. But like tonight, like you would have liked to see smart roughing up Luca, even if, you know, he, he won't affect him that much. It's going to be a, a, a thorn in his side. You know, just knowing how how Marcus Smart plays, and I yeah. think I just think that they're just lacking consistency and in, in rhythm right now. Yeah, I think the big problem is they just don't have anybody else really contributing. You know, Tatum, Brown, Kemba Walker, only Celtics to score in double figures. That says a lot. Like that's a problem, right? They just don't have anywhere else to go. Nobody else is putting up shots. Every now and then you might get a nice play from, you know, uh, Robert Williams, Grant Williams, Peyton Pritchard, or, or or somebody. Tice has been pretty consistent. But just, you know, it, just not enough firepower for the Celtics right now. And I think that's something that's really holding them back. And they were then coming into the season. And now with the injuries piled up, I think they're kind of – just in a tough spot. But I want to go back to the Mavs real quickly before we move on. Kelly, I mean, you're in Texas. Is is this the Mavs are beginning to turn this around? They started the season slowly. Now they're they're rolling. I think they've won six of their last seven. Feels like they're in good shape. No Porzingis tonight. No Kleba tonight. No problem. Jalen Brunson stepped up big time for them. I think the Mavericks have what the Celtics lack in terms of, you know, other guys that can step up. You know, you see Jalen Brunson, who obviously this was an outlier performance, but he's been pretty good this season. You see uh, Richardson, 16 points. You see Tim Hardaway. Tim Hardaway had 14 points tonight. And I just think that Dallas, who also started slowly, they are, you know, picking up steam, picking up rhythm, and 
they're another team that if you see them in the playoffs, you you don't want to see them for seven games. You, they're just a, like Luca is just that much of a problem, even without Porzingis on the floor. And when he comes back, that's going to be you know because he has his own issues going on with with the trade rumors and whatnot. But I don't know if I'm a team like Clippers, if I'm a team like even Utah, I don't want to see Dallas round one. I just don't. They're going to be a tough out. Celtics stats. Jalen Brown finished with 29 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. Jason Tatum, 28 points on 23 shots. Kemba Walker finished up with 21 points. For the Mavs, Luka, 31 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists. Richardson had 16, like you said. Jalen Brunson, 22 points off the bench, 5 of 7 from 3. I don't know, man. I guess the Mavs DJ should be playing more Slovenian music before the game. (laughs) No. Oh, don't hate on Slovenian music. What are you doing? Denver 111, Portland 106. Nuggets needed this one. Oh, this is Kelly. the game I like. This is the game I wanted to talk about. Oh, they really needed this one. Coming into this game, the Nuggets had lost three of their last four. The Blazers were trying to bounce back after two losses. I mean, first let's just start with Nikolai Jokic was phenomenal in this one with 41 points. It looked like it was going to be a really, really like down to the wire type game, but Jamal Murray got going. He struggled for most of the game, going one for nine through three quarters, then finished up in the fourth quarter with a, you know, just a simple 19 point quarter to go for 24 points for the game, man. What'd you see in this one? So what I saw from this is kind of something I've been thinking about for a while. And it starts from, you know, Jamal Murray's performance in the bubble where everyone kind of thought he would take that next step in his career. Now, because of how the team is structured, you know, everything goes through Jokic, I think it's kind of hard. Um, Jamal Murray is a great player. He's a fantastic player. Um, it's fun to watch, especially in the fourth, whenever him and, and, and Nikolai have that two-man game going, the pick and roll, he can pull up in transition, he can, he can drive and get to the rack. But I don't know how to judge Jamal's year-to-year development. Like, if you if you look at this season and you say, okay, I want to see Jamal take that next step as a playmaker. It's kind of hard to do that when so much of the ball goes through Jokic and he's such a gifted passer that Jamal can be more of a scoring threat, an off-ball threat. But if if you want to go that route, I guess you want to call that Kyrie route, that's just a scoring guard that can, you know, get you five, six assists. That's fine. But tonight, Jamal had eight assists because – um. He had it going for Jokic. Had it going tonight with forty-one points, but I don't know. It's, it's just hard to get a read on this team. Um, they do this every season in terms of they have the games where Jamal will get hot. They have the games where Nikola will get hot. But then in the playoffs, they need it all to come together at the same time. And I just think it's really difficult um, having those two stars that do different things to kind of grade, you know, how Jamal should be playing. Because I remember you, Coach Malone talked about it a couple weeks ago, like people need to step up besides Jokic. And he was kind of talking to Jamal Murray, um, but he still want to call him out by his name. Um, but yeah, I just think it's pretty confusing for me just to get a sense of his you know, development. Yeah, I think you touched on the important thing is I think he has to add to the playmaking. I think that was the biggest thing in the bubble for me. I mean, granted, he was shooting the, the piss out of the ball, right. but you know, it, it, it was his playmaking. He was creating for others on top of that. And I think that's what really made him more deadly. I don't think 
We've seen it as much. He was pretty banged up. You even saw it in this one. He kept grabbing his left shoulder a bit. So I'm I'm curious to see what the underlining injuries are that that might be holding him back. But for the Nuggets, a big big win. They got to build off this one, right? I mean, they're sitting, I think, around like seven or eighth in the yeah. in the Western Conference now. You know, they got to start rising here. So, yeah, they do. Um, I I do like Coach Malone's approach late in the fourth, where you want to have as many playmakers on the floor as possible. We saw Kimpazo with Murray, Jokic. That we saw um, Morris come in the game. I like that approach from 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 from, from Denver. But how do you how have you seen? I guess the league in general in terms of the the onus of more playmaking equals more success in the half court. I mean, we've we've talked about this many times over the years, Kelly, on on Brody and the beard. I mean, right. this is, I think this is the way the league's trending. You got to have multiple ball handlers, and I think you saw it in this on the other side for Portland. You know that game tonight, it was all on Dame. You know, and they got good games from everybody else and things like that. But Dame's the one that kind of sets the table for everybody, especially with CJ out. No use if Nurkic. That's why you know Jokic is able to have such a monster game tonight because. Right. As good as Cantor is, just not that great of a defender and wasn't really going to stop a guy like Jokic. Yeah. Uh, I think you're seeing that trend kind of play around throughout the league. And again, tonight, like I was saying, the Blazers just didn't have that other guy. So one of the guys that did play well for them, Gary Chan Jr., um, what is it, 18 points tonight? Yes, sir. What do you think? Because in my opinion, I think this stretch without CJ is good for him and his confidence because – I remember earlier in the year there was an article I think it was it was by Quick Jason Quick, um, who uh, talked about Gary's confidence being down after a couple of DMPs just being out the rotation, and he talked about how you know coach told him to just stay ready and just stay positive, and now his time is coming. Do you think once CJ does come back that his production now can scale back? It's almost like a reverse uh, per thirty six exercise. Uh, can could you see his production still being efficient, you know, in that six seven man off the bench? Oh, absolutely. I think this was actually, you know, uh, a good thing overall for the Blazers, just because they were able to maintain their record and and really kind of be in the thick of things in the West. But right. it's not just Gary Trent Jr. It's you know, Anthony Simons has has had big moments. Hello. Nasir Little has had moments. Rodney Hood has looked good. At times, you know, they're they're they gotten big contributions from guys, and I think that's built everybody's confidence. So they kind of feel like they might have a lot more when CJ comes back, when Nurkic comes back, you know, when Zach Collins comes back. I feel like they'll feel like they have a, a deeper squad because these guys have all gotten reps and, and and have gotten their confidence up a bit. Do you have any qualms with um, Dame not being an All Star starter? I mean, I do. I mean, we're. I mean, you're. For, you're kind of jumping the gun here a little bit, Kelly. The news section. This is what happens, man. You, you always come on and you just throw a wrench into things. Jeez. Um, no, I don't. I, I, I do have qualms. Like I would have had him as a starter. You know, I get it. The fans and everybody kind of voting and things like that. Right. But he made the game, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna worry too much. But since you brought it up, Kelly, the NBA did announce the reserves. So. Just so everybody knows, the East Reserves, Ben Simmons, James Harden, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Julius Randle, Zach Levine, Nikolai Vucevic. For the West, 
Chris Paul, Paul George, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Zion Williamson, Anthony Davis. Notable snubs for on on my list. You can let me know, Kelly, if I missed anybody that yeah. that would make you make them almost a double snub at this point. <laughs> Chris Middleton, Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, yep. Trey Young, Fred VanVleet, Devin Booker, <laughs> Mike Connolly. Um, yes, to Connolly. Um, I, I I do get get the outrage over his you know, exclusion. Um, Devin Booker for sure. Trey Young, yeah. I, I wouldn't out. I can see why he could have made it, but I just think that their slide has been way too much. Their slide has been too, um, too steep recently. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, for me, if you're gonna listen, for me, this is the way I always say it. If you want to complain about a snub, tell me who you're taking off from the above list. And that's why I think they should. Incre- it doesn't make sense to make it 12 people. I don't think it's okay. I'm gonna fight back. I'm gonna fight back here, Kelly. I'm right. gonna fight back. They should make it 14. No, but here's the thing, right? Because that sounds nice, but then when you get to the game and you got to start, you know, yeah, playing who guys. Cares about the actual there's not game. enough. No, but the games, the guys want to play. The guys I mean, want their maybe money. Not, maybe not this year. They want their but money. Like, you know, but th- this is part of it. Okay, so whatever. It's 14. Then we're going to be quibbling about the 15th guy who made it didn't make it. That's like true. I'm fine with That's 12. True. Let's move move on off of it. You know, the snubs, whatever. You know, it's yeah. a tough break. I'm sorry. So I-, I apologize. It's a tough deal for you guys, but. Yeah. So, so I, I think this year the league actually got it right in their selections. It was pretty good. Um, I think I guess as far as Phoenix is concerned, you could quibble over Chris or, or Devin Booker. Um, but Paul George automatic, Dame automatic, Donovan automatic, Rudy automatic, um, Zion and AD. I, I don't I don't see who you gotta take out from that group to put somebody else in. Um, yeah, it's just they're, those they're, those are they, those are the guys. Yeah, they nailed it. And I think same for the East. You know, Zach Levine's been balling. Uh, Nikolai Vucevic, I know the, the Magic's record's not very good, but, like, he's a, just he, want you to he's understand. He's a freaking baller. Like, yeah. yeah, if he's not there, <laughs> they may not have won a game. <laughs> like, I mean, it's, 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 it's a different story there. I think he earned it. Uh, and, and and we can move on from there. There's and another other snub, news- though. Well, on, I saw it on Twitter. Um one one Christian Wood tweeted casuals uh, after uh, the news came out of the reserves. Um, oh, he he's thought he should have made season. it. Like, yeah, he thought he should have made it. No, he's he's not. The, no. Mm-mm. Sorry. He would have been I, playing, I have... yeah, but no. He missed half the games. Was... Yeah, you, 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 you don't get to make the team at that point. Speaking of your beat, Kelly, DeMarcus Cousins was officially waived after 25 games with the Rockets. He averaged... 9.6 points, 7.6 rebounds, 2.4 assists. Kelly, very, very, very quickly. Can DeMarcus Cousins help a team right now? A contender even. I don't, I don't think so. Um, I mean, yes, he – granted, he, he came off a long-term injury and he played relatively well for Houston. Like, he – he helped them in spurts where they needed to, you know, being that force, being that guy in the locker room, um, stretching the floor a bit. But I just think defensively, as a as a contender, you're giving up way too much with him on the floor. He just he's not mobile enough at this point of his career. Um, it, it's almost like playing, you know, four and five because you have to compensate so much for Cousins because like Steven Silas had to put him in drop coverage and the minutes with Tucker on the floor because, you know, the way teams were defending the Rockets, they would put their fours on 
Boogie and their fives on Tuck, and it made it hard for them to kind of operate in the half court. So I, I get why the Rockets moved on from him. I mean, it just didn't work out. They're losing a lot of games. They want to go small again. Um, they like what they've seen from small ball to, to, to warrant this move. And they also want to do him a solid because he has been great for them. He's been a mentor to the younger guys. He was important during that whole Harden saga. He stood up for the guys in the locker room. John Wall is a big fan. You know, he's a great person. Marcus Cousins is a great person. Um, but I just think at this point of his career, he needs to go somewhere where, A, they aren't a team in flux like Houston. Um, B, they have enough defenders to kind of mask his deficiencies. So, um, yeah. Yeah, uh, we need to work on the uh, the definition of really, really, really quickly, Kelly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> In in other news, Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN reports the Nets are waiving three players, Noah Vonley, Iman Trumper, and Andre Roberson, who, I mean, they literally just signed, I think, like a week ago, uh, ahead of the deadline to guarantee deals for the season. Again, according to Woj, the Nets are trying to keep roster flexibility to take on players in trades or the buyout free agent market. And finally, in international news, Paul Gasol signed a one-year deal with FC Barcelona. Going to try this again, Kelly, very quickly. Should an NBA team have taken a flyer on him before he headed back home? No. Okay, good. That's that's the quick. That's the quickness I was looking for earlier, Kelly. I'm sorry, man. I missed you, bro. <laughs> no, you, my words you don't in. call. You don't write. I know you don't miss me. I have to get my words in. <laughs> That's really more like it. In other games, Nets 127, Kings 118. Another triple-double for James Harden, 29 points, 14 assists, 11 rebounds. And they got 29 points from an unlikely source. Bruce Brown put up 29 points as the Nets continue their seven-game win streak. De'Aaron Fox had 27 points for the Kings. The Kings are on a deep slide now at making that losing streak down to eight games. Sixers 109, Raptors 102. Sixers nearly let the Raptors back into this, but held on for a win. Tough shooting night for Joel Embiid, but finished with 18 points, 12 rebounds. Tobias Harris led the Sixers with 23 points and 7 rebounds. Norman Powell led all scorers with 24 points for the Raptors. Warriors 114, Knicks 106. The Dubs got Steph Curry, James Wiseman, and Kevon Looney back. Curry exploded for 37 points in the Garden. Randall put up 25 for the Knicks in the losing effort. Hawks 111, Cavs 112. Wild ending to this one. Up one, Trey Young misses a floater. The Cavs get a dunk in transition from Lamar Stevens to win the game and break their 10-game losing streak. Colin Sexton led all scorers with 29 points. Trey Young finished with 28 points, 12 rebounds, and 7 rebounds. Wizards 116, Clippers 135, Wizards 5-game win streak comes to an end. 32 points from Kawhi Leonard, 30 points from Paul George, 28 from Bradley Beal, just not enough to help him win. Wolves 112, Bucks 139, Chris Finch makes his coaching debut for the Wolves and, shockingly enough, turned out to be a loss for Minnesota. Sorry, folks. Giannis put up 37 Eight rebounds and eight assists. Carl Anthony Towns pitched in for the Wolves. 26 points and 11 rebounds. 
Pistons 105, Magic 93. I'm going to be honest with you folks. Nothing really interesting stats-wise to report in that game. That's going to do it for today's show. Don't forget about the other basketball shows across the Athletic Podcast Network. We still have your favorite shows like the Athletic NBA show. Don't forget about Nerdish She Wrote on Friday starring me and two other guys. No Dunks and House of Strauss. Plus, over a dozen team-specific shows available from some of your favorite athletic beat writers. Don't forget to follow on the app to get notifications for new episodes and utilize the podcast episode comment section. And if you're not a member of The Athletic, you're in luck, folks. You can get all of our podcasts ad-free, plus some fantastic writing across all major sports. Don't miss out on great features from Kelly Eco. He's been a great writer. Nobody covers the Houston beat better than him. Get a subscription today at theathletic.com slash daily ding. You never know when these promos are going to end, so get there soon. Thanks for waking up with us, folks. And Kelly, send us home. Click. Click. <laughs> and what do y'all say for that? I always forget it. What do y'all say? Ding, ding. It's called the daily oh, yeah. ding. Ding, ding. <laughs> You're fired. Hey, cut that. But I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to do it again. No, keep it all in. Ding, ding. Andrew, keep it all in. (laughs) I said click. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That's a take.